So I don't know how it happened, but basically we're going to have like a party tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> so Amy comes home tonight. Amy, Keisha come home tonight. And then Anna has prom tomorrow. And Amy, Keisha will be here for like a part of the morning because it's a, a 36 hour drive from here to Connecticut. And literally the way that worked was so crazy because I, I had I had sat there and was talking to Amy and I said, you want to just stay home for the weekend? And she was like, yes, please. And I said, okay. She goes, David's trying to get a load right now. It's $6,000 from Laredo to Connecticut. And I'm like, okay, well, go ahead and stop him and tell him not to worry about it. As long as he doesn't book it, we don't have an issue. And just tell him that you're going to take the weekend off. We'll take the hit just so you can be home. And she goes, he just told me he got it. While I was on the phone with her, I could hear the, the mute, the little muting that you hear when the message comes in. She goes, he said he got it. And I was like, Okay, so you'll come home tonight and you'll leave tomorrow morning. And she's like, okay. And it was like, so so they'll be there for that. And then tomorrow night, going to have uh, some people over. So tomorrow's going to be wings and ribs and all kinds of fun stuff. And seriously, um, we got our windows open. So all of our windows, because it's really nice out. And we're trying to air, air the house out. We like to do that every so often. So... If you hear a vehicle driving by, you can imagine how annoying it is for us, but <laughs> it's all good. Um, I also got brought into Bard uh, AI, which is Google's new AI that they're going up against ChatGPT about. So I'll be playing around with that. So I'm kind of having fun with it and everything else. But yeah, tomorrow night is going to be poker night and everything else. And we're going to have fun. I mean, I'm like looking forward to it. <laughs> So it just came out of nowhere, though. So Christian, Christian's trying to switch around his shift. And, uh, you know, well, we'll see whether or not that's able to happen for him. So, but, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. I'm just going to have fun. So, <laughs> and you're she got a hold of something again, huh? Yeah. Um, so for the last three days, Roxy has not been feeling good. And she hasn't been keeping her food down. Um, properly she had I had gotten up and realized that she you know basically emptied her digestive system like she had the runs and then she was throwing up but she wasn't like heaving she was just regurgitating everything that was she was putting down and so I cleaned it all up and everything gave her water and then she you know regurgitated the water and so I was you know concerned because it's like she needs to stay at least hydrated and so I basically ended up having, you know, Lily keep her outside so that if she did, you know, but th that was the biggest, like, you know, she doesn't, something's not like horribly wrong because she, her mannerisms are still perfect. Like she's running around and she's, you know, just, she wants to play with people, jumping, growling, barking, all the things like she's having a good time, but she wasn't keeping any of her food down. And then it finally got to the point where she was keeping water down with no issue and then gave her food yesterday morning. Um, I just made her some eggs with some oatmeal. And then I put some blueberries in it. Because this antioxidants. Um, so she kept the little bit that I gave her in the morning down perfectly fine. And she didn't. Because she, she was outside um, with me while I was doing. You know getting all the stuff ready for the trellis for the girls. Uh school garden club mm -hmm. and she was having a good time she was mostly just sitting there chewing on her toy and 
I had walked around towards the end of me being out there to like see if she threw up somewhere that like I didn't see it and it didn't seem like she did and she was drinking the water and she was fine and then I put her back in her crate when we left and I didn't come back to her with anything in her crate like she was perfectly fine um and then let her outside again she ran around and then she ca- got back in the living room and I guess literally in the 10 minutes even though both you and our guests were sitting in there that she just got a hold of something else which it doesn't make any sense because everything's been cleaned oh, I just oh no 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 they did not have that that coffee table clean sky was over there going at it and I got her off of it and then was sitting there and was talking to our visitor and realized that that Roxy was underneath the table going going ham on something just like flat out licking the tar out of the carpet and like pushed her pushed her away and told her to go lay down you heard me yelling at her like three times to go lay down lay down lay down and she wasn't doing it it was she was trying to get back to that spot so for all I know she got back to that stupid spot or whatever it was but it just tells me that the carpet needs to be shampooed at this point so and yeah so uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I really am. It it sucks. So but <laughs> at this rate she's gonna end up having the same kind of immunity to this crap that the other dogs do, but it's just not good for their kidneys at all. Yeah, and we're so. literally sitting here hoping that's what it is mm-hmm. because we don't know. It I haven't been able to pin it down and it wouldn't make any sense because we're saying that she wasn't she wasn't anywhere in the living room the first time. And we're saying that she may have gotten a hold of chocolate in your room that got kicked out, you know, into the loft area. And yeah. then she was in the living room where it wasn't, there wasn't chocolate out there, but we're now hoping that that's what it is. I just, I, it's very concerning because I've never, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But it, I'm, have her outside now um, in her crate and hoping and, you know, keeping her in the same area. And if she goes outside 24 hours without mm-hmm. vomiting up her food, then I, that's obviously the answer. Is that she's getting, she's just two unlucky times with just horrible coincidence that she got something inside that she wasn't supposed to have. But if she's still throwing up, then we have to make a call to the vet because then th- there's no answer. If she's mm-hmm. been outside the whole time not having the access to anything, then, you know. <laughs> there's something else going on but yeah no i've been dealing with that in the background so you know that's it's just you know it is it's hard because this is the first mm-hmm. dog that i've had that's been my dog that like you know it, and i'm i'm now at a point where it's like i i don't know what to do <laughs> i'm literally at a loss and i don't want to funnel money into somebody that's going to tell me the same thing mm-hmm. but i also don't want to wait too long and then get told well if you would have came to us the first time we would have been able to stop it and you know this horrible thing going on like that is my biggest fear right now is that there's something worse that's happening that you know we're assuming that it's chocolate and it's not going to be that and so it's just it's it's really hard (laughs) so i'm trying my best to you know basically the only reason that i say chocolate is because chocolate is the worst case scenario like if she's found like if you've got like a japanese uh whatever those fake ladybugs are that's crawling around on your floor and she's eating that and it makes her sick okay that's a one and done type situation i'm just chocolate is literally like the worst that she could have so i just like i said she was going to town looking that spot and i'm like hmm okay so you know i'm just that's all i was thinking about but I, 
I just I just hope she's okay. So obviously, <laughs> so, but you know I'm 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 sure she will be. She's out there whining. She wants in. She's looking around. She's now being quiet. So she's you know we'll we'll see how she does. But with that, welcome to Friday and <laughs> the. Mm-hmm. Afternoon dive on the stupid podcast on everything where I'm Joey and I'm Kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time by two people who just constantly get in over our heads with stuff we got to get done. Oh, man. So you want to start off today? Yes. Go for it. Uh, it's our free for all Friday. And mm. I figured that I I wanted to talk about something that I saw on TikTok that uh, really... <laughs> I don't even know, like, words are leaving me because I I don't, I want to be able to gather my thoughts on it. And so I'm going to try my best because this is the thing. These are the people. These are the things that, you know, keep popping up everywhere that we keep talking about. Mm -hmm. But, like, for me, I never, like, think, oh, let's save it. You know, let me have it so that I know and I can, you know, talk about it. But, you know, I keep, I keep losing them and keep, you know, never being able to retrieve and quote people exactly and things like that. Um, so <laughs> I just want to take the, the moment to remind everybody, all of our listeners that I am 21 years old. I am black. I am a female. I grew up in California my entire life living around a very wide diversity of people with very modest views on everything. There wasn't a whole lot of craziness. There wasn't a whole lot of issues. I didn't deal with racism. But, you know, there there were things that, like, I could look back now and think, oh, maybe that person was being racist. But, you know, just for the most part, I am the the average black woman. I grew up in a household with three siblings in the beginning and shit hit the fan with my parents Mm -hmm. felt like it was absent dad you know for four years throughout the most developmental part of my teenage years all from the moment I started high school didn't really have any access to a a good male role model and then uh had all all the things (laughs) happened um dealt with my mother you know almost losing everything because you know she was struggling with her daycare my you know aunt supposedly you know a whole different story there moving in with us bringing her two sons mm-hmm. and so then suddenly there were so many of us and then obviously like i said running a daycare so there were constantly children in the house all the time a very chaotic you know lifestyle after growing up in something that was you know relatively calm peaceful with you know me my younger sister and then my two parents changing as soon as my brother was born and she had her first daycare and everything just went crazy after that so for the first five six years of my life everything was normal so the most developmental parts of my years I was fine Mm -hmm. and then you know things started to go crazy but I was adjusting to it okay people were in and out of my life all the time and so I've had my fair share of pretty much like all around the block besides like deep deep ghetto like I can't Mm -hmm. I didn't deal with that and that's where your perspective is but like literally (laughs) everything else I dealt with having that moment where my parents hit the very big spike and we were rich Mm -hmm. and I went to a private school and I was doing all this stuff all the time and I was in every single program I wanted to be in I got all the toys whole playroom of things just for me and then having that switched things went really south really quickly we lost our house moved in with my mom's parents and then lived with all of her siblings and my mom's the oldest so even though she had kids and was you know doing all this other stuff her other three siblings were still living with them 
So it was a very packed house. It was only a four-bedroom house, I think. Mm -hmm. And then they turned one of the family rooms into my parents' room, and we didn't sleep in there. I slept with my aunt, who had just had a baby, a literally newborn baby. That was where my room, I shared a room with her. Like, it was, I've been through a lot of different things. And so that's, like, the most ghetto, quote-unquote, part of my life, because it was not a good neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and there was not a lot of good, like, it wasn't, hey, go play outside kind of thing. It was, no, we have a big (laughs) enough backyard. Yeah, where mine was, hey, I'm going for milk, cover me, type situation. It was like... like you know, you walked into the, I literally like people didn't realize this was actually a thing. And I didn't realize it wasn't a thing where you would go to a liquor store and they were behind, you know, four or five inches of plexiglass went all the way up to the ceiling. Meanwhile, great grand Vietnamese grandma is sitting behind a, a, a door with a one way mirror looking at you. And she's got like, you know, a stinking blunderbuss shotgun to unload both barrels in you. And then the wife you know, walks around basically following you while you're in the store. So it's like, yeah, and I thought, okay, yeah, this is a thing. And then, but most people are like, wait, that's real. It's like, yeah, that's real. <laughs> you know, there are places, there are places in the ghetto where you have to walk up to the plexiglass and everything is behind the person and you have to pick and you're not, that's it. You pick what's there and they slide it into the drawer you don't get to touch anything, walk around anything. It's nothing in front. You walk in and you walk into a, a thing with the board that shows the prices on stuff. So anyway, okay, sorry, go ahead. So my life was very normal. I grew up around a lot of different faces, a lot of different ethnicities, a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. And my life has seen both sides of the coin at different areas. So I feel like I'm a very well-rounded person that has seen a lot of things. Mm -hmm. A lot of the bad things are, you know, it was a lot of looking back on it, realizing what it was, and not knowing Mm -hmm. it in the moment. So, as that kind of person, I have grown up to basically realize that, in my opinion... There isn't a whole lot of racism going on in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. There definitely exists. I've definitely experienced it, but it's not something that's so prevalent that I feel like, you know, I need to constantly stand up on a pedestal and sh- scream and shout about everything that's wrong because it's right. slowly being weeded out as we have more and more children. And I just don't see it as a, a prevalent thing to, you know, have as big of a conversation as it's turned into about anymore. Now, with mm-hmm. that being said, I feel like my community, the black community, has s- more or less forced the world to have a conversation that didn't need to be had. Yes, there are lo- things that go on, and there are, you know, people experience racism still, but I don't think it's as bad as everybody continues to make it out to be. And I think that there is a lot of stuff <laughs> that people really just don't know anything about so this is one of those people that i don't think knows anything about anything (laughs) because i'm and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna describe this person i am not going to you know give their at out or anything like that it's on tiktok i'm sure you can find it if you quote any of the things that i am quoting from them in this video um but just for a description Uh, Because I'm sure that a lot of people are already having a a visual image in their head. This is a light-skinned black girl that I'm sure would tell me that her pronouns are not she and her. She's got very faded twist curls on her hair. Um, Some blue, some pink. She's got one singular ponytail 
with only a little bit on the side of her head, like mm-hmm. we're back in the eighties, and she's got a million different necklaces with a lot of different danglies, earrings in, and a very loud shirt going on. <laughs> so oh, oh, she doesn't look opinionated at all. And her eyebrows are almost gone. Um, very, very much bleached them at some point, mm-hmm. and didn't like that. And the, so just a lot of a lot of different stuff going on here. She sits in her car. And first words out of her mouth for this video are, all white people are racist. That's a quote, by the way. These are, these are quotes. She says, all white people are racist. Every single last one of them. You uphold the system of racism by literally just being white. So that's that's the whole that's the whole video basically. Like, mm-hmm. there's more that she says, and like like I said, you can search it up. I'm not gonna tag her or anything like that because I don't want people to go around and you know attack these people. It's never what I want. I just mm-hmm. want to have a conversation about it. So, th- for me, <laughs> in my opinion, I feel like this is just one of those situations. Where somebody is just screaming and arguing and basically stating that they're fighting for a cause. But the viewpoints are just, they're so, they're so out there. They're so extreme that she's now doing the exact thing that she's fighting against, Mm -hmm. supposedly. Uh, And this is what we see all the time all of the time all over the place these are the videos that get prevalent on tiktok on youtube shorts on all the things that you know people are scrolling through and going oh man like that's wow what is happening here i saw another one Mm -hmm. where it was a uh it was a i think it was some kind of either protest or a rally or maybe it was even just a pride parade i don't know but all i know is that there was a very overweight woman holding a megaphone shouting nonsense there was a girl screaming like she was curling up into a ball like a karen that we all make fun of Mm -hmm. just losing her mind screaming and another person came up spoke to the person with the with the megaphone and then stood back and held up a sign that said jesus was trans so this is the same, like I said, this is stuff that we keep seeing get mm-hmm. big on the internet because these are all things that are happening now. And whenever, you know, anybody brings it up and they say it jokingly, like, like, man, you know, this wasn't like this four or five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Nobody was doing this. And this is really weird. People were going to their pride parades, having a good old time. People would have their BLM rallies and nobody was getting hurt and nobody was doing anything that yeah. was over the top. There were no fires being set and, you know, chaos being you know gone everywhere to the point where whole cities are you know having issues and having to send out their entire police force for things like this wasn't happening four five six years ago and i think that the biggest contributor to that was the quarantine because we make jokes about it is like this 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 person in particular we make jokes about people like that and say this is what i mean when i say chronically online mm-hmm but I think that's a bigger issue than people are, like, making it seem like, yeah, it's a joke and we say it all the time. Like, people have these opinions or they do something that's just, like, so weird and they're like, ah, man, that person's chronically online and haha funnies. But I don't think it's a joke anymore because more and more of these things keep popping up and more and more people are getting so divided on things that we, like, we say all the time that we have this middle ground where mm-hmm. we think, yeah, raci- racist people are horrible people. 
that doesn't mean that black people are superior to everybody else. That's not right. how that works. That doesn't mean that I have to sit here and try to please you because you're black because I was, you know, my ancestors, they owned slaves. So that means that I need to now make up for that for your ancestors that were the slaves. Again, first of all, I want to point out that this girl is half white. <laughs> she's light skinned. She's not <laughs> she's not fully black. And that is the first thing that makes me think that it's so funny because we always see this. We're either looking at light skinned women because let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of men that are going around screaming of racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's all these women with their opinions. They're they're light skinned women that are half white that are going around justifying that they're black because their dad was black or their mom was black, even though they're you know uh, other you know the other spouse was Asian right. or <laughs> white or <laughs> like just anything else. But that that one parent that was black, so now they have every right to scream about everything with you know black culture <laughs> and i think that's i just think that's hilarious because by saying that all white people are racist d- doesn't that make her like half racist <laughs> well it makes her racist yeah for sure I just, and it's but like, yeah but yeah it's just <laughs> genetically you're looking like um hi what are you talking about yeah, if all it's, white people are racist and you're honestly, half white you'd be half racist <laughs> we we know this woman her name is sheila and she would sit there and talk about other people being fat and we thought she was joking yeah because this woman couldn't fit into a beamer without grunting and pushing and everything. And yeah. it's like, I find it amazing. And and that's what I see. I see it. I've, I've seen it when I was single um, because when we, before the internet became a blow up thing and, and everybody had pictures, we all just had avatars, right? Mm-hmm. If we even had avatars before that, we just had names and, and it was like there was this one one girl I was talking about and I was I'm I'm still not I'm not attracted to overweight women. That's just that's me. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not. That's my preference. I am not attracted to fat women. That's just where it is. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to her online and, you know, we didn't do the, you know, um, you know, age, sex, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You just talk to somebody and, she, you know, she was one town over. She was uh, we were living in Sacramento. She was in Davis. So I was like, that's fine. I went to Davis all the dang time because they had the best sushi place. Um, which I miss. Um, but, uh, so she sat there and we're talking, she goes, well, can you describe yourself and everything else? And I was like, so I describe myself and she's like, oh, okay. And then it's like, and I was like you, and she's like, oh yeah, she described herself and she goes, and she goes, oh, and I don't like, I'm not fat. So I don't like fat women, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to pick her up and I almost drove away because yes, indeed she was. And it was like, and I would have still gone on the date. I, there was nothing going to happen, but I would have still gone on the date. But the fact that she was bashing on overweight people while she was overweight was like, what? And I bash on myself being overweight. And I'm like, there's I'm I'm trying and, you know, I'm trying and I'm working on losing my weight. And it's like. But for people to have that kind of attitude is like, wow, you are just a level of hypocrite that I'll never hope to be. When you, you know, you sit and talk, talk about, because I don't think you've talked about it on the podcast, maybe you did in another episode, but the whole thing with the woman that was writing about white people shouldn't go to Black Black Panther 2. Oh, it, it was, no, it was another TikTok. It was another TikTok that I just, that was, that one in particular was the one that I was thinking about that I was mad that I didn't save. It's another black woman going on about how if you bought tickets 
to see the second Black Panther and you were white, that you were being racist, more or less. And that in or- the only way to fix that, if you don't want to be some horrible, oppressing white person, is to take your tickets and give it to a black family. Literally what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And that you, if you don't, you're being racist. You're taking the seats from black people they need to go see this movie first of all that bugs me so much because sure this is a black movie but we're all it's fucking fiction what the fuck are we Mm -hmm. doing sitting here trying to act like this is some big old like biography about some person that existed that was like saving slaves single-handedly and like that that would be like you know what i can kind of understand where you're coming from because at least this is like this is a history lesson about our ancestors that you know maybe we don't have anything like that really i i can understand that this is a fucking fictional movie about a fictional character that has never existed and in a world that doesn't exist in a country that doesn't fucking exist Mm -hmm. and we're all mad that white people are seeing the movie too it's like that's that's what bugs me the most you can't possibly fight racial injustice in this country if you continue to group anybody but specifically in this you know in this situation if you continue to group white people as one singular group of people with no varying opinions Mm -hmm. that are all racist and literally judging them by the color of their skin right because that's what this is all about right it's about people looking at somebody else that has darker skin than them and going ah you're unclean you're of the devil and you deserve to rot in hell Mm -hmm. because that's where it fucking started oh you you want to know the the gross one so in the book of mormon okay uh the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints And we're going to probably lose a couple of followers on this one. And I don't care. Okay. Because I've said I'm going to be honest about things. In the Book of Mormon, there are, yeah, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They believe that we all ascended or we all came down from angels and demons. Okay. And that we're all going to go back as angels and demons. So that we're just here until we can go back and be angels or demons. And that the angels were brought, were sent down to earth with fair skin. And the demons were sent back down to earth with the skin of shadows. See, that's that makes sense because that's the same things that I remember reading about mm-hmm. yeah. in school. They yeah. teach us this. Yeah. This is why when I see a Mormon, I'm like, oh, I'm racist. Like, I just like I don't care anything about it. And what blows me away is when I see a brother or I see a sister uh, coming up with Mormons, I'm like, what are you doing? Do you not read this? Oh, well, you know, it was metaphor. It is not metaphor. It was literally an establishment of history, according to the Book of Mormon. And we would see, and again, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, again, I give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. Maybe people didn't have this lesson in Mm -hmm. school. But I very distinctly remember being shown ads and, like, things that people would draw up and post around towns and Mm -hmm. things of talking about things like that. Mm -hmm. That white people with their fair skin, they are of jesus that they are of god because the angels are white with their fair skin so we are fair-skinned people we are the angels Mm -hmm. and anybody that's not then you know where they came from i remember seeing things like this in school learning about it yeah what did the hero wear what was the hero cowboy dressed in old westerns yeah old westerns hero cowboy was always dressed in white what was the villain always dressed in black Yep, they, they it's it's something that's gone on, and this is this is the thing we want want everybody to understand. 
we know that there's racism. And honestly, when it comes to things like that, you go, okay, that wasn't unconscious decisions. That was a group of narrow-minded, arrogant, ignorant, stupid people. But just like, you know, the people who have been exposed, um, like Marvin Humes, um, Ansley Harriet, uh, Angela Davis, and most importantly and most notably of all the names that I'm going to go through, Beyonce, are all descended from slave owners, not slaves, slave owners. So when, when people talk about racism, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to tell you. So in the 80s, we had Saved by the Bell. Show, the show was called Saved by the Bell. And the biggest crush that men had, uh, that guys had, kid, boys had, I had, you know, was Lark Voorhees. And she was the only sister on the show. And she was also, and, you know, people talk about stereotypes and they're stereotyped on shows and things. No, no, this is from the 80s. Okay. And you know what? She was smart. She was beautiful. She was articulate. She was well-spoken. She had the best clothes, had the best attitude. And when they did the Hawaii special, we all learned very quickly she had the best body. <laughs> like, like, And she was the crush of so many people. We didn't have racism. I hate to tell people this. When they sit there and talk, you want to talk about it. Gen Xers, we just didn't have it. Everybody dated everybody. Everybody was cool dating everybody in the ghetto. Everybody dated everybody. You know, and even the schools that were surrounding, every, no, there was never a question with the exception of a few people who were racist and everybody looked down on them and shunned them and called them idiots. You know, when, when, a, when a racist would pop up, like Mark Furman on the O.J. Simpson case was a racist and everybody, everybody was united. Didn't matter the race. Nobody cared what race. Everybody was united in saying what a piece of human garbage he was. Laughing at the KKK. The KKK did a rally you know, in, in like, I think 1990 and they did this rally and everybody showed up. Like there were 300 of them. And all of a sudden there were like 20,000 people, uh, counter protesting them to the point that the police, you know, herded them up into paddy wagons for their own safety and got them the hell out of there. You know, we, we, we laughed at crap like that. We watched things like Geraldo and it was like, it was never about race. And so it was so much not about race that when some kid would find out that their parent was racist, they would call them out on the show. And those had ratings like, what? Geraldo, Geraldo Rivera, who is a Fox News correspondent now, right? He had a talk show and his most, his biggest blow up talk show was he literally had a group of, a group of guys from the Klan a group of guys from um, Black Panthers and a group of guys from, I don't remember what the other one was, but they ended up getting in a huge riot and everybody was like, yes, kick each other's ass because you're all trash. And it was this highest rated show and it was his most noted show, especially because a chair got thrown across the audience and smashed him in the nose. So, but it was like those kinds of things. We, we were blown away by the fact that those were even things, both sides, all sides, you know, Everybody was just we, but the racism card doesn't matter on your skin color. You know, people try to say now, oh, well, racism comes from a position of power. That's not what the original definition was. Just be quiet and go grab a dictionary pre nineteen or pre 2000. You know, when you guys, when whoever decided to change it to meet a narrative, because that's what's happening. We, we continually get definitions changed to fit a narrative. Remember, 
I, I just want to want to remind everybody really importantly. Ten years ago, a vaccine was a shot that you got that prevented you from getting an illness. And now they've changed the definition of that. Because they need it to fit a narrative. So, I mean, you and I, I never looked at you and went, well, I'm going to date her, but, you know, she is black. I, there was, has, have there, has there been anything in you that has at any point felt like I treat you like less of a person because of your skin color? No. Because of your age? No. Because of your gender? No. Okay. So, you know, I'm a quote unquote cis white male, which again, nope. <laughs> but is there anything in me that, that tells you that I'm racist? No. Ageist. No. Sexist. No. Um, transphobic. No. Homophobic. No. Oh, but online, that's what I have to be. Right? Mm-hmm. So these people, I, I just, I find it so hilarious. Because who's, who's speaking out against Beyonce? Who's telling Beyonce that she owes reparations? No? There, there was a couple, and I can't remember, I can't remember their names. But I remember that there was a husband and wife that did their DNA, did a DNA test, found out that the husband, black, um, was descended from slave owners and the wife, black, was descended from slaves. And so they got caught at a standpoint. And you know what they said? It doesn't matter. And when people sit there and finally say it doesn't matter, that's when things are going to change, you know, and and that's where it is. And you, you fix you just deal with the couple of bad eggs united. You don't freaking yell, all white people are racist because there is no more a racist statement that you can make than all one race is blank, right? Mm-hmm. It's It just baffles my mind. Yeah, the, the point of all of this is that it's ridiculous that I keep having to scroll through TikTok and mm-hmm. I keep having to feel like, no matter what, I can't say what I want to say because in the however many characters on a TikTok comment that I want to try to make, I can't counteract it mm-hmm. because otherwise people either ignore it because it doesn't fit their narrative or they don't, they, they just don't give it the time of day because it's, you know, I must be some kind of thing that doesn't align with what they are saying. I can't be black and disagree with other black people and it's frustrating that that's this these things just keep popping up the the whole chronically online thing it literally has to do with the fact that the quarantine has forced everybody to be online and without the interactions with everybody without the daily contact and going be and being able to have their normal days be normal they have shifted into creating these extreme because that's what it comes down to people will throw the word extremist out there but that's what it is now they're becoming Mm -hmm. extremists on things that are that really don't exist anymore nobody is sitting there saying that your skin is you know dirty and unclean and that means that you're unclean and god made you look like that because you're a devil that's going to be going back into the world afterwards as that it's not what that means at the end of the day, we are all people. No matter what you believe in, you believe that at some point we die and we go into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. 
if you don't believe that because you're atheist or whatever reasons you have, then you don't believe that. But then it's more so that no matter what, we're all human and it's ridiculous that we are still sitting in a world where people are screaming extremist viewpoints no matter which side you're on no matter who you agree with there has to be a middle ground that we can meet in because for the most part most of us are like me where we see both sides of it and can sit here and go both of you are wrong no i am not going to hell because my skin is dark no white people aren't all racist what about south american white people what about all like there's so many other things that go into that Mm -hmm. to groups an entire race of people as one thing and i feel like it's 2023 and i shouldn't have to say this but here we are to group an entire range of people and deem them as one thing because of the color of their skin is what is racist Mm -hmm. and if you do that on any side you are being racist end of the story there is no more to it that's just how it is and i would love for somebody to try to prove that point wrong at any point in time because there are so many reasons why if you try to prove that wrong that's the real time that you're going to sound racist so that's that's my two cents that's what i've i've been seeing more and more videos popping up on my for you page the last you know week and i just really wanted to talk about that and i'm sure that i'll like, expand and you know actually start saving things so that i can bring things up um in a in a later date but yeah that i just could not believe that that is the stuff that's popping up and the things that people are saying online that is quite literally the definition of being chronically online mm-hmm. you have no p- opinions of your own you're not going out in the world and experiencing any of that you know nothing about nothing and you're just spouting to whether it's for clout or whether it's just because you know you genuinely don't know any better you need to go outside and touch some fucking grass <laughs> and interact with normal people. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> with all that being said, it is Friday and we normally talk about our weekend and what we're going to be doing. And we actually have a lot <laughs> yeah. that we've got planned <laughs> or Accidentally, going on. Seriously, like, OK, aside from the garden stuff that, you you know, got to get done, like I know you got to get the potatoes yeah. in the ground this weekend. End of story. I don't yep. care. And. I had to explain to the girls. I walked back there. Those are not fire ants. And so here's where it worked out was a fire ant actually crawled into blue when I was picking up the girls. Fire ants are massive. They're they're big ants. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, those are not fire ants. Those are red ants. And she's like, well, they bite you. And I'm like, yes. But, but if a fire ant f- bites you, do you know how a fire ant got its name, Lily? Yeah. Like <laughs> when it bites you, it burns like you are on fire. I know I've been bitten by fire. Ants. I have too. You know, I, I, I learned the hard way when I was living in Pensacola. I there we had ant lions, which are these little things that are they grow these little cone things. And so we would toss ants in there and the ants would go down there and they try to climb out and they climb out. And this little ant lion would just come out like a bobbit worm and just snag them and bring them back down. It's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Right. <laughs> Well, I picked up a fire ant one time thinking, oh, this will be really cool to watch. Bink. Instantly. My fingers hurt so bad. Yeah. And so I was like, those are just red ants. I'm like, literally, wear your socks on the outsides of your shoes and keep going. And she's like, oh, I, I didn't know that you could do that. I'm yeah, like, and it bugs me because that's literally the, the 
we've tried to explain to them mm-hmm. so many times that there's a reason that cowboys wore the things that they wore, that it wasn't just for looks. It's like having yeah. boots on and then having flare jeans go over that mm-hmm. means that you're not going to get bit by a snake, <laughs> that you're yeah. not going to have ants crawling up into you. That's like, they, yeah, it gets hot, but that means that they have their boot socks on, which go mm-hmm. all the way up to their knees. They have their boots on, which go all the way up to halfway on their shins. Yep. And then they have jeans that go over that. So nothing's crawling in to their pants mm-hmm. to bite them. Mm-hmm. And you think that that's just for looks? <laughs> like it's no, practical. Why do you yeah, think when absolutely. I come out and I mow the lawn that I don't go out in my tennis shoes to mow the lawn? I wear my boots mm-hmm. and I wear jeans so that if a snake that's hiding in the tall grass, which is exactly what happened the last time, mm-hmm. pops its little head out going, I am now terrified, that I'm not going to have repercussions for that. Right. A snake bite is not going through my boots so it's like they so yeah it amazes There's me a snake that in my boots I'm sorry you said it that's all i thought that's all it just it amazes me that we're still having these conversations yeah. that oh my so, gosh fire ants but it's like but you have the necessary tools like, we don't to have any fire that. ants in this and on our yeah. property i've walked around we had we had a couple that were scouting mm-hmm. and i insta killed them <laughs> like just not even playing around got got rid of them real quick because you know they will take out chickens and animals and you know everything yeah. else so it's like Okay, so I walk around our property on a regular basis looking for, you know, the scouts and everything else to make Fire sure they don't have a home. For brown recluses, mm-hmm. for snakes. So yep. we do yeah. this on a regular I've, I've basis. I've gotten rid of the copperheads on our property. I do. I literally just do this. I don't even talk about it anymore because the girls are like, <gasps> like I saw black widows. I was like, oh, there, black widow got rid of it. And like nobody knew anything and nobody was. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to tell them what a brown recluse is yeah. because they're so scared of black widows. I'm like, but you're uh. all scared of spiders. And <laughs> well, so yeah, it's I just like, don't like spiders. Yeah. I just don't like bugs, but no, that's fair. It's still to the point that I can still do things mm-hmm. if they're around. Like I like with the ant, the ants are in the garden all the time. They're mm-hmm. beneficial insects. It doesn't mean that I just don't go in the garden because there's ants there. I'm not gonna pick any of the fruit because oh my god, there's an ant on it. Like right. that's what they're doing. Well, with and it was like the caterpillar. Now. Like oh, there's a caterpillar on the lettuce. We yeah. throw it all out. What? Just t- yeah, what are you talking like, about? This is why bug. we wash our lettuce. <laughs> so yeah, no, it just. It amazes me. But anyway, so you had to talk to them about that. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah. So, that and was so, so so hopefully this weekend they'll be able to go ahead and take care of that. Um, the pollen got all over the wood that I was making that I had together for the outdoor bench. So that was fun. Holy crud. The amount of pollen that came came off onto Blucifer. Yeah. Was absolutely. Oh, this is why I have allergies out yeah. here that are worse than <laughs> they were in California. It's why it gets so bad if mm-hmm. I go even just like six hours from when i usually take it off and it just ruins it i mm-hmm. can't and i'm down for 24 hours until my body catches up with that medicine catches up with it so it's like i'm i so i so badly have to take it because yeah and that's why it always it makes me it makes me laugh because anna tried to convince me she doesn't have allergies i was like okay but you haven't <laughs> lived out here yet you can't tell me yeah. you don't have al- the girls didn't have allergies in California either. But mm-hmm. here we are, and they have to take allergy medicine every time spring comes around, and they're just not doing it right now. But they're sniffly. <laughs> Speaking of allergies, y- you you should talk about what we just learned today. Oh, oh my gosh! Look, we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna hop gonna off the weekend it. here because this is yeah, this is this is crazy. It's something we're gonna try, and if it works, holy crud! You know, it's it's a little more on the exciting side. So yeah, and and this is where we can go ahead and be good. So go ahead, go ahead. So there is a Purina has a a cat food that basically it claims that it'll lessen the allergies that you have to your cats. As somebody mm-hmm. that has three cats, and I basically have my whole life been like, I don't care, I love animals. I'm going to be around animals despite how allergic I am to them. Um, 
there and I don't know the specifics and I'm not going to look it up. Uh there is a protein in cats that is what we are as humans are allergic to as as some of us obviously not all of us. Um but that particular protein is uh the same and it's funny that this we found this out literally immediately after talking uh to Amber about her dogs mm-hmm. having allergies to things mm-hmm. is that if you slowly introduce your dogs to something then they won't be allergic to it anymore. Yep. Obviously, don't not with like chocolate and things. Don't do that. No, ours was pure <laughs> accidental and should have never happened in the yeah. first place. The children being but, children. <laughs> you know, my kids tried to kill the dogs. Yeah, but anyways, so with cats, um, or with with <laughs> with chickens, mm-hmm. it is the same thing. If you have cats around your chickens often enough the chickens will start to develop something that counteracts that protein in cats. It basically coats that protein and makes it less, you know, oh, there's a, a word in particular, potent, mm-hmm. less potent. Um, so chickens will develop the ability to not be allergic to the cats. They'll have an immunity, basically, to that protein in the cats. The thing about immunities and proteins and all of that is that when you, when you as a human are developing an embryo in your body you are passing down pretty much almost everything that you have to that little baby growing inside of you so if you have an allergy to something the chances are that that baby's going to also have an allergy to something Mm -hmm. but if you have an immunity to an allergy the chances of that baby developing an allergy with something you have an immunity to is very slim because the whole point is that you have those antibodies that are making you not allergic to it so if you because if you have those antibodies, you're going to pass them on to that embryo. And we obviously, we give birth to an entire child, but chickens lay eggs. So those eggs have that immunity in them. So what that chicken food or that cat food is essentially is taking the powdered egg yolk from chickens that have the immunity to those, that, that protein in the cats and adding it to the kibble. So that those cats are eating it, and what it essentially does is literally those antibodies coat that protein in the cats, thus making you less allergic to them because it makes that protein less potent. Obviously, finding out that information, because that cat food is ridiculously expensive, Mm -hmm. means that it's probably a whole lot easier, at least on a homesteading or people that you know have chickens with cats around them, kind of way... That you don't have to do anything but add powdered egg yolk to from uh, from chickens that have been exposed to cats to your cat food, and it will have the exact same effect. You can get regular old cat food and do the same thing, and you will be less allergic to your cats. Mm-hmm. And that amazes me because it's like, really, this is a thing that we've known. And they like this is they, obviously they don't want you to know it because that cat food is expensive, and they want you to buy that cat food because it just you know all you go is oh hey it'll make me less allergic to my cats, and then you buy it. I looked it up. A small bag of that is sixty four ninety nine. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's mm-hmm. how much both the dog and cat food are mm-hmm. together, <laughs> the big bags. So yeah. yeah, there's no world that we're ever going to do something like. Like that but again i am allergic to cats and i have three cats and i am going to try this because we have one of our cats as a indoor outdoor cat and she loves to walk around our chickens and mm-hmm. hang out with the chickens and when they're out she you know sits there and like pretends like she's gonna attack them but at the end of the day she just walks up to them or she's scared of them <laughs> yeah. but so she's been around them constantly literally from the moment that we got them she has been around them so 
that she, means that she goes eggs. outside and goes and walks and plays around yeah, she'll, near them, she'll and then we scale let them their area, <laughs> and then we let them out. And when we let them out, they're instantly right everywhere. She's been rolling around and yep. playing around and digging around and everything that she does. So, and she is not a very short hair cat. Like she's no. not long hair, but she she's definitely not a short hair cat. So. <laughs> It's it's definitely something that we're going to try because mm-hmm. my goodness, one eggs are good for dogs, cats, chickens. <laughs> like there is very rarely any animal or living being really on this planet that can't benefit from eggs. <laughs> so we're it's you know mm-hmm. going to add that protein to the cats, um, to the cats' food. But you know, just after everything that we've been slowly finding out about all the things that you know we feed our animals that we eat that uh, all these things that are like they don't just tell you they don't outright tell you these things Mm -hmm. it's not going to sit there on that bag it doesn't tell you exactly how it is it's just you go through and you do the digging on the bag and realize that the reason why it has that is because of egg yolk and then you go wait a second can i do that obviously if the chickens aren't exposed to cats you can't go buy a carton of eggs at the store and hope that it'll work Mm -hmm. because normally you get those from very enclosed areas because you know that's another common misconception that if you see free range chicken eggs that you're assuming that that chicken is frolicking around having a good old time in a big old area with a bunch of grass that's not how that works even grass fed doesn't mean that they're going out in these big green pastures having a good old time frolicking around and eating only grass that's not how it works because the only way that you're going to get chickens to not eat bugs and be grass fed is if they're not out in the open digging around for bugs so it's just yeah things like that it amazes me now seeing all of that, but it's the same thing with this. They don't outwardly tell you that's all that it is, mm-hmm. but that's all that it is. You get chickens around cats, and then you they lay those eggs. You feed those eggs to the cats, and bam, you are not going to have anywhere near the allergy you have to your cats mm-hmm. as when they're not eating that. So we're going to try it. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah, definitely very all for that. Yeah, because I don't have an allerg- any allergies to the cats or any yeah. animals, but you guys do, and they're your animals, and so... <laughs> It's like, <laughs> it's not a great situation. It's like you love all the animals and it's like, but your cats make you, you know, you sniffle and runny nose and yeah. just everything, everything. And your cats love you. Yeah. And it's like, especially Domino. Domino's oh, yeah. your Domino's stalker my cat. Baby. So yeah, stalker cat just wants to be around you all the time. <laughs> like she literally walks around that song that like plays in her head. is all, I love you always forever and far closer together. And like she, cause she'll reach under the door to try to get you. Like she yep. just goes full ham. So yeah. So I got all excited. We got both got all excited about that. I was just like, this is really a thing. Okay. I'll take this. <laughs> so. so yeah, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're, we're running out of time. So we're going to like speed through sure. what we're doing this weekend. So today, uh, we're doing a lot of cleaning. Uh, mm-hmm. Amy and Keisha are coming home tonight. Yay. And they're going to be here uh, through tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anna's got prom tomorrow. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we're going to be trying to have some people over for a cool poker night. Just Mark hanging out. with like six. Yeah, so, so. we're, we're going to have some fun with some people, so a couple of drinks, poker. Even if we just sit around and talk, mm-hmm. it's still going to be great. Um, and then... I've got things I have to get done in the garden. No matter what, the girls still have platter boxes to build. Like we got, we got some stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to do. No matter what, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> so, I'm I'm excited. I I'm enjoying the, you know, the the constant activity again because, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, being up and doing stuff, it, it just it doesn't happen when it's cold outside. Nobody wants to do anything. Everyone's cozy up and eat ramen and 
exist in warm blankets and not have to get up and do anything. And now yeah. it's warm again, and everybody's like, I want to go outside. Like, Lily just asked me again if we could go bike riding, and I was like, okay, well, we <laughs> we got a lot of stuff going on, but you know, we'll see if I can squeeze that out of the schedule mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> like, it would be, you know, the, the prime time to go for us is as soon as it starts to cool down outside. But, like, that's right when it's, like, dinner time and, you know, mm-hmm. got to get the kitchen done. So it's like, man... You know, I'm trying to figure out how we can make that work because we can't just like shove everything off because then it makes it so that everybody's, you know, grumpy the next day because they don't go to bed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, trying to figure out a lot of stuff. But, but no, it's going to be a very eventful weekend. I'm very excited. Yeah, no. And, oh, and, and the farmer's market opens tomorrow. Farmer's market opens tomorrow. And then on top of that, um, like, it's fishing season, so Ew. we're gonna try to get the boat. Like, like everybody's offering. Bobby's offered, Christian's offered, Dave's offered. They're all offering to help get the boat, you know, primed up because I got to get up for the season, just because they want to go out and go fishing. And I'm like, this is why I got a boat. This is why I got a boat. <laughs> so, you know, um, so that's exciting. Also, um, I might be meeting with uh, the uh, Palestine Chamber of Commerce with the head of the Palestine Chamber of Commerce sometime this weekend. Um, because rather than starting up a whole new chamber of commerce, it might just be more advantageous because apparently they know they're struggling and don't know what to do. Um, so it might be more advantageous for them, for everybody, if we just go ahead and uh, basically come into the Greater Palestine Chamber of Commerce and, you know, grow it. And I'm not against that. So, you know, it's kind of cool to think about. So. Yeah, we got a lot going on, so it's really exciting. And with that, thank you so much for joining us on the Afternoon Drive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything. I said Afternoon Drive. have no idea why I'm in Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. Peace out with your peace out and have a great weekend. Yes, don't be, don't forget to like and follow oh, and yes, all the please. things. Thank uh, you so and much. And definitely keep an eye out because this is not our last episode for the week. That Tomorrow, right. we've got something brand new coming out for you guys. It's yep. ladies night with Nikki and me. And it's yep. going to be out tomorrow at 6 p.m. So that'll be out while we're, you know, doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> so. that's right. I forgot all about that. So, yeah, yeah. and yeah, definitely we, I, I fail horribly at the call to action on this. Please follow us, you know, whatever you're listening to and wherever wherever you happen to be. So that you can be notified about every single new episode that comes out. There you go. And again, peace out with your peace out. Bye!